Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6NERDS5. Oh man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me this week is Brad. Welcome back, Brad. Hey, where were you last? Oh, you're shooting a movie. That's right. Yeah. Like all my you know weeks get jumbled, and I'm like, oh, what was he doing last week? I've been uh, so off and on like frequently that yeah, I, I can't even keep track of when I'm I know. on. I don't even know when you're on either. I mean, it's <laughs> and I think I'll be on next week too, which sucks because you're not it's like be on the most important. Oh, God. We'll see. What the fuck? <laughs> what know, are you doing right? next week? Uh, like a, a significant trauma shoot. So are you? Oh, jeez. Yeah. You and your commitments. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Brad. Hey, hey. I know Batman Superman's important, but getting movies done is even more important. So the, yes, you'll always I'll have you'll, phone, always, you'll always have time to talk about Batman Superman. I'll phone it in like I do every week. <laughs> <laughs> but Literally sh- and figuratively. Yep. Uh, James is on assignment this week, so uh, Zach, you're back. Yeah, <laughs> I live here now. Yeah, you're like our intern. <laughs> I'm excited. I saw James. Uh, he went to the San Francisco Mission Alamo. Yeah, that looked um, cool. It's a really nice old theater that they renovated. So can't wait to hear how his experience was because I did the Yonkers one. And now Ryan's the only one who hasn't been to an yeah, out-of-state Alamo. I haven't been to an Alamo in forever. I'm really I went <laughs> to the one in Littleton. So. Oh, both of you? Yeah. 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 I need, I need, I... Is there one in Chicago? Mm, I don't think so. There's a couple in Michigan. Darn yeah yeah there's a lot to, in texas yeah i need to get uh schedule worked out and figure out my life <laughs> <laughs> um every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world this week we actually streamed a movie we saw Wee's big holiday well you guys kind of didn't yeah i i probably should have but yeah <laughs> am i still really loud brad look at my spike right there uh that's like one anomaly Okay, I'm I'm just checking. I just want. Fine. I mean, you're you have to edit it, so I don't care what the fuck it is. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. So this week we saw Pee Wee's Big Holiday, which is streaming now on Netflix. Um, also streaming with Daredevil season two. Kind of two big things happening on the same day, and some other show that I didn't care about. I forget what it was called, but it like popped up on my feed. House of Cards. No, that was last week. Okay. But still, that's yeah. House of Cards last week. Space it out, Netflix. <laughs> But I guess they don't care. I always wondered how do how do people make money on Netflix? Do they pay like so? Adam Sandler, they said his Ridiculous Six was the most streamed movie in the history of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do they pay him every time it's streamed? No, I think it's just an overall deal. It's, an it's overall just a deal flat that, deal that can encompass like up to a certain amount of views. Then after That's what that, I mean. Like might... after a certain amount of views, they probably give him money, right? 
either that I think it's or a time frame. Sh- yeah, like, probably. Uh, we own this movie or whatever for like six months or five years, whatever. Or do you think someone like uh, like an Adam Sandler is like, okay, well, we stream it on Netflix, so when it comes out on Blu-ray, you get the Blu-ray rights or something? Or That's a possibility. If it even does. I mean, I don't know. I was just thinking, because I, I saw that they have a couple things on Blu-ray. They know they have House of Cards and stuff. But... Yeah, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, um, that Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt just came out. They don't release their stats or statistics outside of that big news story. So. Yeah, but, I mean, all they, they obviously make money, because all they do is buy stuff and pay for like expensive things. So yeah. um, Netflix, changing the way you watch movies. The whole strategy is just to have exclusive content that makes people want to subscribe. Um, over Hulu and other sh- services, so the more unique stuff they can get, like that's why there's such a big push for original content for them. Is like, yeah, everyone has the same Hollywood movies mm-hmm. for the most part on the streaming services. So if they can get their own shows, like that's one more. It's just like HBO, you know. Dun, 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 dun. You know, the only thing Except I watch on HBO TV. right now is uh, John Oliver. <laughs> yeah, it's a really funny show. Oh, last week tonight. Yeah. Yes. Um, Denver Comic Con has a couple of announcements. Um, Ian. Summer Halder and Paul Wesley are coming to Denver Comic Con. Um, They're from the Vampire Diaries. Sure. I've never seen the show, but I know that show's super huge because... It's been um, on for like six years. Yeah, I'm not a teenage girl, so I don't... But I know it's a big show, so there you go. You know... I've seen a couple episodes. It's not bad. Branching out, you know, getting more people involved. Um, They also have stars from the DC Comics TV shows uh, are coming up. John Barrow... Borrow Man and Carmen Bicondova. Yeah, that's a pretty name. Catwoman from Gotham. Yep. Catwoman from Gotham and I think the other guy is from Arrow. So those shows, man, I can't believe how popular those shows are. Not that, I mean, it's like shocking, but it's cool that they're catching on mainstream. I mean, how many shows does CW have for DC? They have Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Arrow, right? Yeah. So they have three. CBS has Supergirl. CBS has Fox Supergirl. has Gotham. Yeah. So DC's definitely cracked the TV code. Um, yeah, Marvel's doing all right with <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and Daredevil and Agent Jessica Carter. Jones. Yeah. And Agent Carter. But those ones don't really count as real TV. <laughs> I mean, those, those are streaming and they're better because they can do more stuff. Those are just pure awesome wrapped in a bag. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, log on to DeverComicCon.com. Buy your tickets soon because, as you can see, they have so many different things happening that there will be a lot uh, to do. I, their guest list is huge this year. It's huge. Um, I mean, Stan Lee is the biggest one, but um, hopefully he will be there, and I'm going to get him to say you're listening to Real Nurse Podcast, Excelsior. I'm going to pay 100 bucks for his autograph, and he better freaking say it. I if, demand if not, nothing less. I'm going to push him downstairs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never do that. I, I respect Stan Lee too much. Oh my gosh, Stan, are you okay? Welcome to the Real Nerds Pod. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Finish that. it. Finish it. <laughs> that would make me so sad. Um, we go see movies at the Alamo Draft House. This is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House, Littleton, this week. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Lone Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. I'm telling you right up front. Burn off your cell phone. Don't talk. Don't text. Don't build a birdhouse. Don't be a foley artist. Quit asking your girlfriend what she had on her salad. Okay, is it your living room? If you talk or text during the film, I will punch you. You can fly them to the yard and then go cut their tongue out. 
Have a good watch. Bye. All right, I said what you want me to say. Will you release me now? I guess it'd be next week. Um, Kids Camp is a really cool thing. I don't know if I've ever... I think I've explained it a couple of times. Kids Camp is free movies for children that you can take to at the Alamo Drafthouse. And um, this week it's Paddington, which I always wanted to see. I heard it's a good movie, and I never got around to see it. Um, the Mortal Kombat movie party is this week. Meh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they did it already. That's why I was, like, confused. Maybe it's a repeat. Uh, maybe. Uh, have they done the Beastmaster yet? No, I think so. That's yeah, see, this is next week. Yeah, I'm reading it from her email, so hopefully that's right. Um, Kids Camp is also Batman the movie. That's Batman 66. Whenever it's Batman colon the movie, it's Batman 66. Um, PBS Kids at the Alamos is Peg and Cat Save the World. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? No. Um, the beer dinner this week is Batman Superman. That's right. You know how I never say the other parts of that title, and I never will? <laughs> yep. Even in, on the Alamo email, it says Batman versus Superman. So they're even like, that V is stupid. <laughs> um, so that's the beer dinner this week. Beer dinners are cool. If you've never done one at the Alamo, I did uh, Friday the 13th, and I don't even drink, but uh, they gave me a really good salad, a chili dog with onion rings, and the dessert was a s'more. So I'm like, eh. I said, you don't want this beer? Because I just left them sitting there. I'm like, no, I don't care. Um, uh, Kids Camp is also Fantastic Mr. Fox. Ooh. They do that one a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. And Victory Essentials is Cleo from 5 to 7. Oh, that's a, that's a film school-y thing to watch. Yeah. It's probably a good old Steve pick. It's, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Steve liked it. It's a good movie, but... It's definitely not one to watch like on a on a loop, you know. Yeah, oh, that's one. That's me always picking on Steve. <laughs> yeah, what's not on the list is uh, Ninja Turtles Two is playing tomorrow. Yeah, and by the time you listen to this, it doesn't matter that's, for you. Yeah, that's what I mean. But um, it, what time is that tomorrow? At uh noon. Noon. Attendance is so low. Steve had to move it into the smallest theater. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, well, where are my seats now? Because <laughs> it, it it's it's like two and a half rows of. I'm like, well, where's where do Jason and Eileen and I like we yeah. still line up or what's going on? Is it on? because you think Turtles Two is so unpopular that it's funny because people always like make fun of the Vanilla Ice stuff, mm. um, but I think they lump it together as the first movie. Mm. So I think maybe possibly people thought like, oh, they're doing the first movie again, like they're not really paying attention to the Turtles Two part because mm. uh, people don't pay attention. What? <laughs> Closely enough, but yeah, it's I'm I was shocked, like because that first movie. But just think how easy it'd be for you to get pizza, though. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I could probably get three or four this time. Yeah, and do you, I mean do you really want a lot of people? I guess you do. You know, I'm always whenever I go, well, Army of Darkness always sells out. But you know, movies that I really enjoy, I always want a lot of people to be there. Yeah. Um, Which they're doing another Army of Darkness soon too. It's not on that week, but yeah, I uh, saw that. But I do want it to do well because that means you know if. If that's popular, then they're encouraged to do the third one, which I never, ever saw in the theater. Really? So that's like the one Turtles movie that I really, really... It's because it was in and out in one week? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of going to happen now. Uh, video cassette of that. It was all yellow with like a circle with like the Turtles and Samurai get up. Mm-hmm. I have um, it. That's family home entertainment, guys. <laughs> you don't know what FHE is because I'm old as fuck. That was the, uh, that that was the first and... 
what was the first turtle movie I ever saw, and I remember the opening sequence, which is just all the turtles coming out and just doing their intro, like, for who they are. And uh, that was always my favorite turtle movie as a kid. I've gotten older since then. <laughs> Rocking <laughs> after ZZ recent... Top. I, it's, it's, it's not. I don't it's think not, it's a horrible movie. It's, it's not, fine. It's not the yeah. best, but I like that first one a lot, though watching it in hindsight it, it is interesting because the first turtles movie is so serious and then the next two are really goofy yeah and um i know I, I saw a new trailer for the new one i don't think it looks that bad i think it looks pretty fun i i, I think it's gonna have a soft spot for bebop and rocksteady i like the idea of it yeah. but again the people are making it you know burn me with the last one so. <laughs> yeah. we'll see huh yeah i mean michael bay said like in regards to krang like he looks like a stupid octopus with his arms we're taking those off i'm like uh oh. Why is he going to talk? Why is he allowed to say things? Why does he just produce the movies and make money? Yeah, let the director make the movie. Yeah. What a clown. Who's directing this one? Is it... David Green. He did Earth to Echo, which I haven't seen. Okay. But I should, because it looks like Batteries Not Included. Yeah. Which okay. I watched this week. <laughs> right on. Hey, this is what we watched this week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. So, Batteries Not Included came out on Blu-ray. Did it? So How's like, it look? Uh, phenomenal. Like, I don't know if you saw, I took a picture of it off my TV and you know, like usually if you take a picture of something on the mm -hmm. TV, it's like white and blown out, but this thing was like crisp. Nice. It's like, it's does like it a scan it, of Does it have movie. any special features? Uh, no. Bummer. I don't think, yeah. I didn't notice any. It's, it's one of those menus where it just starts. Yeah. As soon as you put the disc in. Yeah. It sucks that you have a theatrical trailer. Yeah. Because I mean, I've got the... the dvd i think that has the trailer on it yeah even like the scream factory stuff where it doesn't list any special features they always put the theatrical trailer on there <laughs> how hard is that just you know. get yeah you don't even have to high res it like you just no put it on just there. put it on there for fun yeah because i love watching those old ones because they always have stuff that's never in the movies and you've never seen the deleted scenes for you know but whatever yeah but yeah it's a, it's a cute movie um, uh, refresh people's memories what's batteries not included about these uh there's this old couple they uh lived in a building in New York and uh, they ran a diner out of the bottom floor. And over time, uh, you know, time took its toll on the building. People moved in and out. Um, they raised a kid and then the movie picks up. They're, you know, super old. Um, what's her name? Jessica uh, Tandy. Jessica Tandy. She's got Alzheimer's. Uh, she thinks her son's still alive which is this little mystery they keep teasing with, like, why he's not around. And I then, forgot how deep this movie is. Yeah, so, and her husband, Hume Cronin, who, their husband and wife in real life, uh, uh, there's, this there's this development company trying to evict everybody, so they're hiring thugs to go and, like, harass the people, the tenants of the building, try to get them out, offer them money to leave so that he can build, you know, his, uh, I forget what his name is, but whatever, plaza. Um, so everything's in, in disrepair. All the buildings around the building have been de demolished except for this one because the people refuse to move out. And then uh, the old man, Hume Cronin, he makes like a wish, like, please, somebody help us. And just arbitrarily, these little droids, hovering droids from unexplained somewhere else in the galaxy show up. Uh, they're looking for a safe haven. The one's like low on power, so they just kind of randomly stumble upon this uh, building siphon their power and uh mate and then make three more <laughs> little hoverbots and uh their little thing is um they can somehow just fix things perfectly so after a bunch of thugs destroy the diner you know overnight the old people wake back up and they go downstairs and everything's 
like nothing had, it's actually better uh than when it was you know before it was destroyed so uh the droids start like working in the diner flipping burgers and stuff and um you definitely feel steven spielberg's fingerprints on it yeah he's such a great storyteller and i actually i heard a great i was listening to uh fat man on batman it had paul dini on and uh, it was, i don't know if you listened to the recent one but he was talking about how he's worked he worked with spielberg on tiny tunes and i guess spielberg was so good at recalling uh, like looney tunes cartoons that you know sometimes when you see steven spielberg presents you're like oh he, you know whatever it's just putting his name on it and but he's really involved in that stuff and he could recall you know certain scenes and what works and what doesn't so um you know when you see stuff like super eight or batteries not included even though he's not involved he's involved yeah and he's he's a he's a great uh collaborator yeah well he's a, yeah, he's a producer on it and it's actually it's a it's, it's a co-written brad bird script yeah you know actually i was reading too like the credits for that i was like holy cow it's like kathleen kennedy you know mm-hmm. steven spielberg brad bird i mean these are like all amazing movie people yeah and the director's matthew robbins and i think he did something else significant but i can't remember off the top of my head right now um but yeah it's a really cute movie and like the and actually i expected i think on the dvd i was on the dvd and there's like mat lines around the droids as they're flying around mm-hmm. in some scenes but on the Blu-ray, I think they cleaned it up a little bit because nice. it was pristine. Like, and they should. I mean, it's Warner Brothers, right? Uh, Universal. Universal. Ah, oh, that's good because yeah. Universal sometimes doesn't do it. I have some like bare bones Universal Blu-rays that I just want to like. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it looks good, but that's no, awesome. Yeah, I'll have to watch this movie. This and Short Circuit. That'd be a good double feature. I don't know. No. I haven't seen Short Circuit <laughs> in a long time. I'd see Batteries Not Included. Short Circuit's horrible. Okay. Yeah. It, people's like, oh, it's really great. It's not great. But if you want to see it because you've never seen it, then see yeah. it and then let me know. And you're like, you're right, Ryan. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on it. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? I'm on season seven of The Simpsons. Nice. Um, still still going strong? Yeah. It just wrapped up the Who Shot Mr. Burns. And actually, uh, I've been watching the commentary stuff or, as I go along. And they're, um, they're talking about the contest they had with 1-800-COLLECT, like, you know, mm-hmm. guests. Oh, I remember in high school. Yeah? Did you call? No. Um, I forget one of my, I think it was Richard Bear. He actually guessed Maggie mm-hmm. uh, right away. So Did he do it online? I don't remember. I'd have to ask him. I mean, I haven't seen him in a few years, but. Because in the commentary, they talk about uh, no, no one who called in or wrote in uh, got it right. But they said someone, like, I'm a sure forum he didn't do it then. <laughs> on the internet guessed it right and they haven't been able to track that guy down or whatnot mm. um but they, they say uh yeah if, if you ever like obviously us talking like people are going to pretend to be that guy but if it's really you um we're still gonna offer <laughs> some kind of compensation because like you know maybe wow that's crazy that no one else picked it you know yeah they and they also said the contest was kind of bullshit because uh uh it was only like I think thousands of people wrote in, but they were only allowed to take the first thousand. And if no one got it right in the first thousand, then just no one won. Um, so obviously, probably something set up by Fox. Yeah. <laughs> probably not the guys who made the show. I don't yeah. remember that part of the, in the commentary. I guess I'll have to re-listen to it. But did you watch the special in between um, episode the six season six uh, closer and the season seven opener? Uh, I guess not. No, Springfield. It's like it's called Springfield's Most Wanted, and it's just like a 
cheesy Fox special that recaps the events and tries to figure out who shot it. And they have interviews with the guy who played Andy Sipowitz and uh, Chris Elliott and just weird, random people coming in and giving their two cents on who shot Mr. Burns. Like live action? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I d- didn't dig into the special features part of the discs, but... And who's the guy who hosts um, uh, Most Wanted? John Waters? Not John Waters. Um, John... Um, oh, yeah. John Walsh? John, John Walsh. John, <laughs> John Walsh. <laughs> That'd be interesting. John, John Waters hosting America's Most Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> this guy did it. Um, no, John Walsh hosts the show. And he hit him over the head and the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and you also got to one hundred, uh, the uh, two dozen and one greyhounds, right? Yeah. See my vest. See my vest. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, the really made a real gorilla chest. <laughs> I think I was, I was saying something about like th- season three, four, and five were like the. Oh, I, w- I was watching season five a couple weeks ago. Every disc I put in, it was a winning episode. Yeah, every single one. Right now, three through seven, and like most shows that are like have that have a long run and are classics usually. It's, like, around season seven they get to. Um, but, like, The Simpsons is still at the top of its mm-hmm. game in season seven. Like, like, most series are ending at season seven uh, that have a long life. So it's just amazing that... Oh, um, yeah. And I've still got, like, eight, nine, and ten to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to revisit a lot of stuff. And, like, Troy, uh, Phil Hartman, Troy McClure, like, his characters are still on there. Like, I, I love Troy McClure. Like, I thought they were going to disappear, like, you know, two seasons ago, but... You know the one I oh, miss, the, besides Troy McClure? I think I miss Lionel Hutz the most. Yeah. The lawyer, because he's <laughs> so stupid. Do you want this orange Julius? I'll sell you this one. It's only half full. Well, why don't I go drink out of a toilet bowl? <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> I just watched a Radioactive Man where Milhouse doesn't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Fallout Boy, and then Lionel, Lionel Hutz comes up, and he's like... Hey, I'm your new lawyer, and I can get you like this, 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 and drugs, and <laughs> just let me know anything. Z goggles, say do <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, and they always talk about in the commentary like their favorite lines and stuff. Like that's one of Matt Groening's favorite things. Um, uh, I love the throwaway gags. To this day, I I still think the greatest one of the greatest gags is when um, Lard Lad comes to Homer's house in the Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, Flanders took it, <laughs> and then. The lard lad comes back, and um, Marge says, Homer, just give him the donut, and this will all in. And he picks it up, and he kicks the dog down the street. <laughs> he says, don't you ever get sick of being wrong, Marge? Yes. It's such a great moment. There's a Lionel Hutz bit on the Marge on the Lamb episode in season five where um, they start seeing smoke coming from their house. And it's just Lionel Hutz burning papers. Yeah. Mr. Hutz, why are you burning all those papers? As of this moment, Lionel Hutz no longer exists. Say hello to Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> McClure, you might remember from such educational films as Smoke Yourself Thin and Get Confident, Stupid. <laughs> uh, actually, I forget what episode it was a part of, but they just played the whole, uh, oh, it's Lisa's a Vegetarian episode where he's uh, taking that little boy through the <laughs> the slaughterhouse. Yeah. The boy comes out looking <laughs> sick. <laughs> if a cow could eat you and your entire family, it would. And it zooms in on like, the cow's eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I grow up, I'm going to Bovine University. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm great. gonna take you to the what is it the slaughter floor, uh, but that's a misnomer. It's not actually a floor. It's more like a, sh- a shifting grate or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. And then the last thing I saw last night was Blade Runner: The Final Cut, and I think uh, I slept through the most different parts of the movie. Unfortunately, it's a so. good one though. Yeah. Uh, oh, you went inside at midnight. At, yeah, at the Esquire. Yeah, that's um, a tough one. Yeah, if I was tired, that'd be a tough one. Not that the movie's bad. It's just it's it's. 
as someone I was talking to there, it's hypnotic. Like, mm, yeah, it's a uh, you know, it's light on dialogue. It's high on cinematography. Like, oh yeah, it's a great. I was mostly movie. just watching the shots and how the lighting played in scenes. I, I think Ridley Scott makes some of the best looking films. Yeah, and it actually feels like as you're watching it because there's a lot of like handy cam stuff mm-hmm. or uh, like uh, steady cam stuff. Um, it feels like very like there's some shots of just you know, hey, it looks like let's just try this. Like, just see how the camera moves in the scene. Like, it, it felt very experimental. Like, he didn't have a plan. Mm. So, um, and actually, there was... This put it one. out, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, towards the end, um, there's a shot where Roy Batty is over, like, hovering over Pris after she gets shot. Um, and then it cuts to, like, him taunting uh, Deckard. And he, like, rubs her blood on his face. But then it cuts to, like another it seems like another take it's it's almost like a bad edit like um i don't hmm. know if it's something from the final cut um that they just didn't try hard enough with but it's it just seems like it's it's not the same scene um and then uh well, there's, there's something else that stood out that might have been a different cut damn it i just lost it oh well you idiot <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so let's move on cool what'd you watch uh i watched a goofy things this week uh, i finished my blade run i haven't seen the blade movies in a long blade time run, blade runner and uh <laughs> oh that's what it was sorry go ahead um dick they were doing trivia before the the movie and uh, giving away prizes and stuff and i learned one of the things uh the blade runner i forget where they bought it from but like they only bought the name because it sounded cool it does sound cool, like it has though. nothing to do with the movie it, it, the explanation is uh blade runners like they they're people who run medical supplies to uh, medical people. Hmm. Um, it's like a slang term. Hmm. Um, you know, like someone who runs a scalpel, I guess, to a doctor. Oh, okay. Blade Runner. But yeah, it's more of just like, hey, that sounds like a cool title. It is, sound, it is cool. <laughs> Rather than like titling it, do Android's dream of electric sheep or whatever. <laughs> it's a little tough to say at the box <laughs> yeah. office. Can I get one for sheep, please? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was just like, yeah, I can get, I can see that. Yeah. It does sound badass. Like, you can put that name on, like, any movie, and it would sound awesome. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Twombly's now Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, I'd see that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll get in there with the recut right now. I'm, I'm trying to insert footage of Ryan dancing around in nice. the background. So. I love it. It seems appropriate for that film. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, Blade, you were watching Blade. Yeah, I, I watched Blade 2. I watched Blade, the first Blade, last week. Uh, Blade 2 is a lot of fun. Um, you can tell that uh, Guillermo del Toro is a better director and has more fun with the universe that it's in. Than Stephen Norrington? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's shocking, right? <laughs> Not that I think the first movie is a bad movie, but um, the second one's more fun. And, um, yeah, and, and the idea of mutating uh, vampires where their mouths kind of, I don't know what they do. They look like predators <laughs> with, like... Uh, long tongues that suck. I think it looks really cool. Um, and he's such an inventive filmmaker that he plays with lighting a lot. And so, um, there's parts where it's like uh, the screen's all blue or it's all red or it's all orange. And when Ron Perlman shows up, it's pretty fun. He's, you know, a vampire who doesn't take shit from anybody. Um, in the movie, the vampires ask blade for help because they're being killed by this mutated vampire. Um, that again, doesn't have any of their weaknesses. Uh, the only weakness they found that he has after they do this autopsy is that, you know, the side of him is weak, but his heart is protected by extra layers of bone. 
and so he doesn't take stakes through the heart or things like that. Um, and it, it's it's pretty violent. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's definitely, I think, the best of the Blade movies. I don't think I'm alone on that one. Um, the first Blade's not bad. Um, I've only seen the first Blade, so I need to see Blade 2. Yeah, Blade 2's really good. If you like Guillermo del Toro, you'll really like it. I do love Guillermo del Toro. Because he, like I said, he makes it fun, and he it has better energy to it. Which sounds... I don't know if that makes any sense, but like you can just feel it in the film. You can um, well, you can always feel when aesthetically when a director has a little bit more care and yeah, and, and, and I mean, tone quality. And, and there's stupid things that shouldn't work but just are badass. Like uh, Blade makes this grenade that when it blows up, it shoots ultraviolet lights. <laughs> so we, they're hunting these vampires in like the sewers and he throws it in this pool where these other vampires are and... Um, it goes off and they all jump up. And so then Blade takes out his sword and just like chops them all in half. And I mean, it like, it doesn't make any sense why it's able to do that, but it just looks badass mm-hmm. and you accept it because it looks cool. Um, and I think that's helps the movie. Absolutely. And, um, it's not too Wesley snipey where, you know, he does, he has all, I mean, he has quips and stuff, but he doesn't go overboard with them. It's not as heavy as the first one. Yeah. Is. He kind of keeps them in check. And I think that's all part of del Toro and, um, making the world more believable if you will. <laughs> uh, and, and then, so I also watched uh, Blade Trinity, which with is... With Patton Oswalt? With Patton Oswalt, who's not in it very much. I think he has like three lines, and then he's like, shows up 30 minutes later dead. <laughs> um, which is really... Uh, so Blade Trinity is written and directed by David S. Goyer, and David S. Goyer wrote the first two Blades. Um, and he, you know, I, I go through, and uh, he's also a really big uh, script doctor in Hollywood, like really big. Um, but this was his first movie he got a chance to direct and I don't think there's anything really wrong with his direction. Um, but again, it's just really basic and it's his first movie and it's a big budget movie, which, you know, um, and and the story is ho-hum, uh, these vampires find Dracula and so Blade has to fight Dracula, which in, on paper sounds really cool, but they made him really like, he looks cool until he becomes his human form. And then he looks like a bitch. And, you know, he's not threatening. And the thing with... This who's playing Dracula? <laughs> bitch <Yeah>. Dracula. <laughs> the thing with Dracula no, who's is... Pl- who's... Oh, uh, Dominic Purcell. Does that sound right? Something oh, like was that. he like Captain Cold on Legends of Tomorrow or something? Yeah. 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 Um, like, I don't know if it's his fault. Like, he's just not charming. And when I think of Dracula, I think of, like, you know, Bela Lugosi, you know, seducing people. Or Gary Oldman seducing people. I don't think of, like, some dude who wears... Like, he looks like a goth guy. And, and, you know, it's dumb. And, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds is pretty good in it as the Hannibal King. uh, Or Hannibal King is his name. Jessica Biel's all right. Um, It's just there's some weird things in the movie. Uh, So they're part of the Night Stalkers, which is a Marvel Comics thing, where Blade's a part of a team that hunt vampires, and they're on this boat. And so um, Dracula shows up on this boat and kidnaps this little girl and kills everybody else on the boat. Basically, you know, it's like, Blade, come get me. And they kidnap Hannibal King, Ryan Reynolds' character. And so, you know, he's basically having them come, you know, find Dracula. But in the meantime, Jessica Bill goes out and practices shooting her bow and arrow. It's really weirdly edited. And you're like, why is she practicing her bow and arrow right now? And it just keeps on showing her, like, shooting the bow and arrow. And then it has, like, this num- arbitrary number. I don't even know what it means. And it's like 170. And then she shoots it again. It's like 230. And then she shoots it again. Like, just text on screen? Yeah. Like, on a computer. Like, oh, okay. It shows her shooting it, and then it, like, cuts to a computer showing her how fast it's going. I don't know. Um, yeah. Miles per hour. 
yeah, it just doesn't work very well. Um, you know, and the, one of the biggest complaints about the movie, I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters, um, was Blade took a backseat to it to uh, Hannibal and I forget Jessica Biel's character's name, Whistler. Um, and I watched it and I really don't think he does. I, I, he doesn't. The problem with, and I know Wesley Snipes sued New Line for it. And he and uh, Pat Oswalt, I was reading all about it. Said all Wesley Snipes would do would smoke weed in his trailer, and when they would come to him and say, "Hey, Mr. Snipes, you're supposed to you can uh, listen to Pat," and he's online talking about it. If you um, we need you, and he's like, "I ain't coming out there and shit." And he got like violent, and so Goyer would have to have his stand-ins stand in all the time, and he would digitally add Wesley Snipes into shots. And so um, New Line ended up settling with him outside of court, but I wouldn't be like, dude, fuck you, man. Um, if you're going to be a total dick. And I looked on his, um, like his IMDb page. Yeah, he went to prison a few <laughs> years after that, but he didn't work for like two years um, before he went to prison. So he didn't have a movie for like th- four or five years. So whatever he did on that movie, it made a lot of people pissed and not want to take a chance on him. Because when he showed up in Expendables 3, was the first time he was in a... Like a She'll probably die uh, in a movie in a, in a long time, um, and so I just don't get why you would be that way, you know. Yeah, it's and uh, in the movie you can tell he's really dis like he's not interested in it. Um, and even Ryan Reynolds, I was reading an interview with him, said, "Yeah, he was just not a nice guy," because the studio was trying to push Ryan Reynolds, like, "Hey, I'm the funny guy." Yeah. But watching the film, I'm like, he's. I'm pretty sure he's in it the same amount as Blade 2 because Blade 2 he's gone for a long time because they set up a lot of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't I don't know what your problem is, dude. I don't know. It's an alright movie. I don't think it's a horrible movie. It's just, you know, whatever. Um, I rewatched Bullet to the Head, which is also, it's a French graphic novel. It was starring Sylvester Stallone and um, some Asian guy. I remember this in the theater. Um, yeah, you know, watching it. I don't I, think I remember any of it. I don't think it's that bad. Like, it's still pretty fun. Um, in it, uh, Sylvester Stallone plays a hitman, and at the beginning, uh, I'll refresh because me and Brad saw it together. Yeah, um, so I remember I'll, seeing it. I just yeah. don't remember what it was about. Uh, they show up at the beginning and they kill this one guy. And oh, they fight in a factory at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and, like in Louisiana most yep. of the time. Yeah, there you go. See, he got it. All right, that's pretty it's come back to me. And uh, he's got like a dragon tattoo. He do, he has a lot of tattoos. The man with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> the man with the dragon tattoo. I'm um, Stallone, still really cool in it. Um, you know, he's teamed up with a cop from Boston, and, you know, he's a hitman, so they're at odds constantly. And he says, you come to my city, you play by my rules. And, you know, you're com- he's going around killing people, and the cop's like, you can't go around doing that. Someone's like, fuck you, basically. Um, and the movie's – actually, it's not that bad. Um, it's really funny. He always has, like, racist jokes for the Asian guy. <laughs> I don't know why. They seem really out of place, but they're funny. Um, and then at the end, he fights Jason Momoa with an axe. And there's a great, there's only Oh, one. that's right. It was Jason Momoa. Yeah, there's only one special feature on it. Or maybe there's two. But it's like a 10-minute making of. And it's a great making of. Usually when they're 10 minutes, they're EPKs. And just like, oh, I love working on this movie. Um, but they asked Sylvester Stallone. Like, uh, they asked him a question, obviously, about the last fight. He says, yeah, you know, Walter Hill. I'm like, why, why am I fighting with an axe? This is stupid. I don't get it. <laughs> and then I watch him. Like, it doesn't make sense, but. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, I love revealing like EPKs where he's like, I don't get it, but whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, Jason Momoa is cool because, uh, he, well, and so Salome said in the EPK, he said, yeah, you know, these young guys, they want to come out and prove themselves to me. But uh, so I got to stay one step faster. <laughs> and then it cuts <laughs> to Momoa and he says, 
dude, for a guy that's 65, holy shit. <laughs> it's a pretty funny EPK. Um, so it's maybe more fun than the movie, and it's only 10 minutes long. But um, yeah, the movie's all right. I had fun watching it again. I don't think it's better than I remember it. Um, I watched a lot this week. Um, I watched a movie called The Boy. It's not the doll one that came out um, a couple months ago. It's one with Rain Wilson. And it's called The Boy. And the only thing I don't like about the movie, the movie is actually really great. But I didn't notice it, but the poster or the DVD Blu-ray art is like a huge spoiler for the movie. So I I won't tell you what's on it. But anyways, it's about this little boy and his dad who live in this um, rundown motel. And the boy is obsessed with death. So he, like, puts uh, feed on this on this uh, highway so animals will go out and get run over. And, um, like, yeah, he's really weird. So he's a borderline, like, sociopath. And uh, so the whole movie is just how he just keeps on pushing himself to being a sociopath more and more and more and more. And I won't spoil what happens at the end, but it's a really slow burn horror film. Um uh, Rain Wilson plays a guy who hits a deer that the little boy put feet out in this highway, so the deer was eating it. So Rain Wilson hit it, and so he had to stay at the hotel because his car was totaled. And Rain Wilson has like some secrets, and there's like some creepy moments where, like the little boy, he helps his dad and he like cleans the room, but at night he'll like go into people's rooms and just stare at them like sleeping. And then he'll try to, he'll put his hand over their mouth and nose to kill them. It's really bizarre. And it's a really slow burn. It's really well made. Um, the movie's really good. Um, and it just keeps on escalating and escalating until um, uh, something bad happens. And um, yeah, it's it's a really great movie. It's really quiet. Um, yeah, I, I recommend everybody to see it. If you like horror films and unconventional horror, um, because it's more psychological. It's not gory. Um, it's more about how messed up this kid is. I like slow burned horror movies, so I'll have to check it out. And um, the last thing I watched is we talked about it last week. It's called Invasion USA with uh, Chuck Norris. <laughs> um, I am disappointed, though. The one thing that the Blu-ray cover art didn't get right is he wears black gloves throughout the movie. Um, <laughs> so in it, um, Chuck Norris plays a former... Especially, I don't even know what he is. He's a former special agent guy, and he's in the Everglades. And now he just runs like airboat boat tours with his crazy old guy friend person, and um, his arch nemesis. I don't even remember his name. He's some Russian guy, and um, so his goal is he's going to invade invade America. So the opening shot is these Cubans trying to make it to Florida. And uh, they see the United States Coast Guard. and like, oh, yay, Americans. And they say, welcome to America. And it turns out they're the Russians. And they murder everybody on the boat. And then <laughs> they jump on the boat and they open it up and it's full of cocaine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's directed by the guy who did Friday 13th Part 4. Um, Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero did the makeup in it. So, I mean, it's like pedigree. Is it a canon film? It yeah, is a canon, a canon film. film. Um, you can tell when you're watching it, like it has all the like beats of a canon film. Anyways, and the screenplay is by Chuck Norris, so you know it's classic. <laughs> um, so the Russian guy, I don't even know why he has drugs. It doesn't make any sense. So he goes to this drug dealer, and <laughs> he has uh, the drug dealer has like his girlfriend or something test it, and then the she's so she's 
sniffing the coke with, you know, like a, I don't know, like a straw, like a glass straw. And then the Russian guy, like, pits her head against the table so the glass thing goes up her nose. And then he throws her out a window. And then um, the drug dealer's like, hey, hey, and he grabs him. And he throws him against the wall. Then he shoots him in the dick twice. <laughs> and, um, you're like, oh, wow, that's hardcore. And then he kills Chuck Norris's friend at Chuck Norris's house. So it makes it personal. So he makes it personal. Then Chuck Norris just, like, drags his friend's corpse into the house and then takes a lantern, lantern and throws it on him and burns it down. <laughs> right? Um, and then he goes out for revenge. And then, but the Russian guy thinks he's dead. And so it has this weird, it cuts to this like dream sequence where the Russian guy is, I don't know, he's storming somebody's house and he brings out a bazooka. And then all of a sudden there's like a gun on the side of his head and um, it's Chuck Norris. And he says, time to die. And so he has a gun and the Russian goes, huh, huh, and then he gets kicked in the face and that kick in the face like makes him wake up and scream. He's like, ah! I just got kicked in the face <laughs> by Chuck Norris. And so the rest of the movie is the Russians invading America on like World War II PT boats. <laughs> like they come up and they go on the beach and then they all get in like rider trucks and you hear them go, you go to Chicago, you go to New York. <laughs> but there's only like 20 guys. Are they like Russians trying to do American accents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so, so uh, then Chuck Norris just randomly shows up every time they're about to do something. So they go to this church, and these Russians plant this bomb at a church, and he comes out, and he flips a switch, and it's not working. He's like, what? And he keeps on trying to flip it. And then the camera pans up, and Chuck Norris is on the roof above him. He's like, is it not working? And Chuck Norris takes the, the, wires. the wires and twists them and throws the suitcase at him. He goes, now it does, and it blows up. <laughs> but it's so dorky. But the best part is at the end... Uh, the Russian guy's looking for Chuck Norris because Chuck Norris has found him. He, he set a trap for him. And so he's looking for him and he has a bazooka and he's looking for him. And the camera work is so cool because it's so cheesy 80s. So um, the bad guy's in the foreground and he's basically in the bottom right of the screen and out of focus in the back, you see like Chuck Norris stroll in and uh, he like cocks his bazooka and the Russian goes, huh? And he says, it's time. And he shoots him with a bazooka and he blows up into like a thousand pieces. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. <laughs> like, there's no explanation what happens. That's where it ends. Just, just a, a guy explodes. Just a guy explodes. Cuts to black. Yep. Well, it says. Credits roll. Cast. Chuck Norris. <laughs> so if you want to see like a totally rad like 80s canon action film that's not good, but for some reason it's pretty awesome, hmm. Invasion USA. And the Shout Factory has like a making of, and it has commentary on it. So, yeah, you, know, you can get it at Best Buy, I think, for thirteen bucks. Mm. Nice. Zach, what'd you watch this week? Um, what did I watch this week? Not Invasion USA, sadly. I did out. watch. I did watch something related to Invasion USA. This is never going to leave my wheelhouse. I watched Electric Boogaloo again. Wow, you're out of control. I know. I can't. I can't get enough of this. They were talking about Invasion USA. Uh, that apparently there's an edit of that film that makes complete coherent sense. No. Yeah. I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it either, but I want to see if this is true. Uh, there's a part where um, Chuck Norris just randomly shows up and shoots people. Like, he, he, these Russians are, like, um, shooting Americans, and then Chuck Norris shows up with his Uzis and starts shooting them. But, like, the Russians are by Americans. So I don't know how he's not killing everybody, but he's pretty good at shooting. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So, but what else did I watch this week? Um, I watched. Um, I've been doing a lot of TV, but not um, uh, not current TV. I've been watching a lot of the Jack Benny program on TV because I've been able to procure some episodes on DVD. Problem is, is unlike something like Dick Van Dyke Show or Gilligan's Island or something like that, it's um, hard to pick up episodes of Jacks because they've been lost to time. Mm. So there's like maybe about a hundred available out of the three hundred that are available. And um, I sat through and watched some ones with uh, Kirk Douglas comes in and plays a banjo at one point. Um, uh, Bing Crosby and George Burns do a vaudeville act with Jack, and it's all really funny. The funniest one, though, is this Christmas shopping episode with Mel Blanc, who was Bugs Bunny from the Looney Tunes. He plays a store clerk. Jack keeps going up to him to buy a wallet, and he keeps having him unwrap the wallet to change the note in the uh, the card what it says in the card to his um to the recipient of the gift he changes it like three times and each time mel blank has to go through a different uh 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 trial in order to get it like at one point he has to off screen he has to chase down the car that has the package that's being delivered he gets run over by the truck you can see his car disheveled (laughs) and he by the end of it, he says, no, 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 I don't want to change the card. I want to change the wallet. I want to buy the cheaper wallet. <laughs> and Mel Blanc just changes the wallet for him, then grabs a gun, <laughs> goes into the back room, and then all you hear is bang. <laughs> and then suicide all, was funny. And then all can Jack can do is just take his change from the cash register and walk out with his butler. <laughs> the show was really funny and ahead of its time. I, I, if you've never seen an episode of Jack Benny, watch that one, and I think you'll find it very funny. A uh, little uh, offensive at times, but really funny. Um, I'm also continuing the Clint Eastwood binge, um, and I'm almost uh, up through Tender Clint. So I watched Bridges of Madison County. Um, if anybody hasn't seen Bridges of Madison County, it's about Meryl Streep uh, is from Iowa, and so she needs to get fucked. I guess that's the moral nice. of the story. Uh, it doesn't make... Okay, so he... Clint plays a... The Iowa border tourism. <laughs> <laughs> Come fuck a woman from Iowa. <laughs> I'm not... I, I, I don't... I, you I, want it? We got it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the... The the, the Ew, ro- Meryl Streep, I'm good. The romance starts off like so. She's she's a housewife, and her kids and her husband go out of town to sell a steer at a state fair. And Clint Eastwood they come shows back with a magic bean. <laughs> that would have been great if that was the ending. <laughs> Guess what? It's one big prequel to Jack and the Beanstalk. No, um, Clint sequel to Beanstalks of Madison <laughs> County. <laughs> The giant of Madison County. Like the workers just keep on derailing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great bit. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, Clint plays a National Geographic photographer who comes to study the bridges. So he's just like, hey, would you like a soda out of the back of my truck? And <laughs> like all these like really weird things. And Meryl Streep's just going with it. And then she invites him into her house for dinner. Then she invites him to stay. And then they have arguments on the lawn. And then all this is taking place while her two kids are reading these diaries that she's written like she wrote years ago and they're just discovering them and the there's a weird reaction and i don't know if clint's following the book or whatnot because this is based on a book the son the son of the daughter gets really uptight about his mom having a affair 
Like, he's just like, that man and my mom and oof and oof. And, oof. and I'm like, you're not making this any better for yourself, buddy. <laughs> is, it, is his dad around? No, the, the dad's dead. The mom just died. It, it's, what the, it's not the best Clint movie. The mom just died? The mom just died, yeah. And then they find out that she had an affair. And then it goes back in time to Clint and Meryl having the affair. I'm confused. How's it an affair? Because she was married to their father. Their father and the kids went to go uh, sell a steer at a state fair. So it's like a flashback. It's a flashback. Sorry, I should have said flashback. So the kids are flashing back? Yeah, the kids are flashing back, yeah. To when? To when she, she was, had the affair. She was still married and Clint yeah, Eastwood v- showed via up? Yeah, the diaries. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm convoluting this. So where's the dad in the flashback? The flashback, he takes the kids to go sell a steer at the state fair. So how they know what happened? Oh, They read the diaries. diaries. <laughs> but I thought they this were the... a complicated <laughs> movie for Brad. I thought they were the sister's diaries. No, 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 no. It's Meryl Streep's diaries. She's okay. the mom. <laughs> okay. Um, so, bottom line, Burgess Madison County, if I had to... I mean, spoiler alert for the article, it's getting like 2.5 out of 4 at best. Because I was bored the entire time. I'm it's just a long like, movie. It's, did Eastwood direct this one? Yeah, it, he did. And it's huh. two and a half hours long. Two and a half hours. And, like, I love Clint, but this, I will, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. I picked up the 40 film collection mm-hmm. on DVD, sadly. There's no 40 film Blu ray collection. Yeah. Um, I will probably never pick up that disc again. Um, what I will pick up again and watch again, without a doubt, is Letters from Iwo Jima, which I saw this week, too. I hadn't watched it in a while. That's probably one of my favorite World War II movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. It's it's heartbreaking when they're doing the they're taking grenades out um, and committing suicide in the uh, caves and mm-hmm. watching people get out of the try to get out of the caves in order to survive is just heart wrenching. So that's all I saw this week. I totally oh. forgot that uh, oh, I saw <laughs> Bloodsport in uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Because nice. I wasn't here last week. Oh, that's right. Um, I thought 10 Cloverfield Lane was good, but it's like I'm done with it after seeing it once, you know? Sure. Like, um, I loved it, but you're a piece of shit, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. But your girl was like all over that, you know? She was great in it. John Goodman was amazing in it. Um, sorry, I'm distracted by this dying cat. She's not dying, dude. <laughs> She's just resting. Is it a hairball? Uh, She's trying to get nose. Last night she was sleeping on my pillow and she threw up on it. It was <laughs> gross. You know, it's like waking up when you move your hand into the cat vomit. I do. I just want to make sure we've done everything we can for her. Yeah, I do have my gun. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I, I thought the ending was even like, it was funny when she's just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, yeah. This is the ending of the movie. It was so, so meta. Um, and there's something else I forgot that was cool about it, but... It's a good movie. It's one of my favorites so far this year. Yeah. And then Bloodsport was tons of fun. Um, Will you enter the Kumite? I would wa- I would want to watch the Kumite. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be in it. <laughs> um, you know, they base Mortal Kombat off of that game. I mean, that movie. Did, I was going to send it to you. It's, uh, someone did a Mortal Kombat version of Bloodsport, so mm-hmm. it's clips from Bloodsport, but they put the the life meters and then the like fatality yeah. sound effects and stuff you on it. You uh, notice what uh, Van Damme is wearing is those black shorts with the red? 
mm-hmm. in Mortal Kombat 1, that's Johnny Cage's uniform. Because yeah. they originally were going to have Van Damme be Johnny Cage, but he was doing Street Fighter, and so... <laughs> yeah. Um, or he, they, was, he was developing it or something like that, and they nixed it. Yeah, in the YouTube video, like, he, like uh, they don't change Johnny Cage, like, in the menu stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's Van Damme's picture, but it's nice. like Johnny Cage. Nice. Yeah, and then at the end, when he beats everybody, it has, like, his story and stuff, but... Um, yeah, he'll do like a kick and then someone like digitally takes someone's head off and like there's blood spurting. It's really pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, I shouldn't even bring up the movies I saw like a week ago because I totally forgot all the points I was going to (laughs) make. Well, write them down. Be a good journalist. I guess so. We're journalists? I thought we were commentary. No, we're media, dude. (laughs) I guess media doesn't do a good job anymore, so we don't have to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We fly by their standards, exactly. which are pretty low lately. That's what I'm saying. We're good. Um, yeah. Cloverfield Lane, go see it. Oh, that's what it was. That was the first movie in a long time that even though like at the end I was like, okay, I got it. But while it was happening, I was legitimately like terrified mm. like of what – like I had chills. Of, like, oh, yeah, that, that scene with that lady where she's like banging her head. It's pretty yeah. intense. And, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is really great in that movie. Yeah. I always love seeing her because I always fall in love with her in movies. And, you know, when she's badass, I love her even more. Um, and, like, I was listening to your guys' show. The the part... Did I you thought, put it up yet? Uh, Tangler Field Lane? I don't oh, think so. Don't James gave it. it to me, like, Wednesday morning. And, of course, like, I was like, oh, I got it. And then went about my day. And then I've been at EFP and the bug the past few days. So You know what, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, chastise me again. I'm still, I'm just waiting for, you know, my George's Jaunty interview from two years ago is all I'm waiting for. You know, the more I bitch about it, the more indignant I get. <laughs> I, I, I open up my downloads folder, I'm like, oh yeah, there it is, I should put that up. But I got better things to do. <laughs> and do I love it. pissing him off. Do it. Um, but you guys said, so I, I was trying to figure out, was John Goodman, did he have a real daughter that died because he was, like, mean to her? Or was he just kidnapping everyone else's kids and pretending they're his daughter? It's not really clear. And then, like, molesting He had a daughter because uh, Emmett mentioned her. That's right. And he said that's not her. But Um, but he was kidnapping other girls and basically forcing them to live in that shelter. Yeah, but telling Emmett, like, like, was he also making up a daughter story for him separately that didn't... Like, that was different from... I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. Yeah. Um, there, there's there's a lot of layers to that film. Um, and I mean, I, what I got out of it is John Goodman's character, spoilers, is uh, he's a murderer. And he does he's done it more than once. And he's creepy. And anytime someone says they're not a pervert, they're probably a pervert. <laughs> yeah, the part where he walks in, he's like all dressed up and clean shaven. Oh, like yeah. minutes after, like... With ice cream? Oh. Yep. This guy's yeah, fucked up. That movie's great. You need to watch it more than once. Brad, come on. I mean, if it was on TV, I'd watch it again, but it's not like... it's. I don't know. I don't know how to win Brad, I would know Brad it, over anymore in movies. Well, I did. have you seen it twice? No. Like, can you imagine going to it again and be like, like knowing what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, I think I the mean, impact would be greatly reduced. It is, but I'd see it for the performances and the nuance. <laughs> well, spoiler alerts, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's been out for a week and a half. <laughs> Two weeks. We'd even put the main episode up. Yeah, so, so we're all right. When that one comes up, you're good. Um... Anyway, yeah. I would want to study the shot structure um, in terms of filming in that in confined space. Like, if I was going to go again, I would want to study that a little bit because it was shot really well. Yeah, and then, like, when she was crawling through the air duct, like, 
stabbing the knife through there is is a pretty common like it, mm. it's not a fresh idea but it was still something about it was like really yeah. like intense like Way i was like shot. oh my god she's gonna stab because i think the way the camera was so close to her like it kind of i've seen it like that in movies before mm. actually i feel like i do yeah maybe i know i'd have to think about it maybe it's just i don't want mary elizabeth winstead to die <laughs> i don't either uh yeah i love her cool this is real news it's real news hey guys don't don't Pretty uh, big week. uh you know some things uh don't be an actor on the maze runner because you'll get ran over by a car what uh yeah dylan o'brien the actor for the maze runner was ran over by a car and he's like in the hospital for a while like with serious injuries they had to like uh postpone the shooting of the movie and everything so wow. yeah so hopefully he's okay um i guess he's okay but yeah he like, has several broken bones and um probably not a good day um so i don't think it's going to make its february release date um because <laughs> it since he's the star Darn. and they had to, they actually had a postpone shooting it because he's probably almost in every scene <laughs> yeah do you think he'll be able to run a maze anymore i don't know probably not as well well cgi it but yeah i, I saw that i was like oh man i'll be okay but yeah literally ran over by a car um they haven't really mentioned i mean how severe he is hurt but i mean obviously if you have a couple broken bones that's pretty bad oh yeah, yeah. absolutely um so speedy recovery man Hollywood's... i've never seen the maze runner but you know i don't want anybody to get hurt yeah i was been um it's been a rough stunt track record lately. Like yeah. Harrison Ford broke his leg on Star Wars. That, uh, one. that one woman drove in, like, is it Resident Evil yeah. last chapter? Drove into a crane, like jumped the motorcycle into a crane and nearly died. Yeah, she lost an arm or something. Yeah, she lost an arm. Like I think another person died face. on Resident Evil. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. Man. That one woman got run over by a train. Oh, yeah, for, that Sarah girl. Midnight Rider. Yeah. Biopic, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Be careful out there, guys. Come on. Um, Batman Superman, the R-rated cut, is 30 minutes longer through an interview with Zack Snyder. He said it's not nudity or anything. It's just some of the fight sequences were too intense. So they had to tone them down. I wonder what intensity is like for a movie like that. Cause I don't know. Guys getting shot with bullets, probably? Like It would yeah, have to be blood, know. right, to make it R? Uh, I think it's the level of violence or how intense it is. Because like he, a really strong punch from Superman. Yeah, because <laughs> so uh, he punches a rant like an average guy in the face; his head explodes. Here's the thing: I always when I <laughs> he would he takes a swing at Batman, like Batman moves out of the way and actually hits like an average citizen. <laughs> Excuse me, can you tell me where? Oh! <laughs> just an innocent bystander trying to watch the fight. It's just Jimmy Olsen. His head. He's trying to take pictures. Um, I think sometimes it's just the how it impacts you, um, because. I, if you think really hard, and when how much violence is in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Not a lot. Mm-mm. But why is it rated R? Because it's what we're thinking we see. Exactly. Sinister is the same way. Sinister doesn't have very much violence in it, but because of how it makes you feel, um, it's rated R. Yeah. Um, I yeah. was suspicious that, because, uh, uh, what's her name? Jenna Malone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it was R because she is te- she's playing actually like jason todd robin oh maybe like, yeah. a, like a female version of that and the joker murder. probably in flashbacks yeah um and they figured like that was not essential so they like yeah, that makes flashback sense. because i mean they cut her completely out of the picture and yeah. i don't know why you would unless it was something like that yeah like a flashback thing so 
Um, we'll see. I mean, it's cool. I think it's. I actually think it's pretty cool that there's an R-rated Blu-ray and that they're going to put it out. It's two and a half hours long. And so it'll be a three. Well, no, it's three long. hours long. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. I was, uh, the Batman Superman ticket sales are uh, outpacing Avengers right now. So. Yeah, thank God. So, you know, I was worried about it because I don't hear very many people talking about it. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody knows who Batman and Superman are, so. The Alamo was nearly sold out for the show that I was going to for Thursday, so. Yeah. See, yeah, now they're predi- they said it's going to make about $180 million on its first weekend, so that's good. Because I want to see more. I mean, here's the thing is some people are so cynical that, you know, they want it to fail. I don't want it to fail because I want to see another Batman movie. I want to see another Superman movie. Um, because I do like – people have problems with Man of Steel, but I do like the world it was in. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to see more. Um, like, what did you guys want to see? Like, another, like, linear – he starts out as a kid in Smallville, grows up, becomes Superman, no. Lex Luthor? Like, I love that they jumped around. And... Exactly. I, I think it's cool. And, I, you know, um, that's my only pr- – the only problem I have with everything I've read about Batman Superman is um, I don't like that they cast um, Martha and Tom Wayne because I don't want to see that story again. I know it. It's like Spider-Man. How many times do I have to see his fucking origin? We get it. Maybe it's uh, now that we know that like Batman's having like a nightmare thing. Maybe that's just it part. Is. Like it's just lumped together. Yeah, because you know at the beginning when you know uh, that trailer where Superman rips off his mask, I'm like that's stupid. But I think that's part of his nightmare. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense why Superman would have him tied up or an army or an army. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, speaking of comebacks, uh, Indiana Jones Five was announced for 2019. <laughs> Um, and they also announced that David Kep will be writing it. So, yeah, Steven Spielberg to Harrison Ford. I'm down. I'll see it. Um, it is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Little Prince was unceremoniously dumped by Paramount. Uh, um, I'm not done with Indiana this... Jones. <laughs> okay, go. What else do you want to say about Indiana Jones? <laughs> um, I, I wish they would adapt that, like, the Frank Darabont. Like, um, he wrote a script where it was, like, more like ghosts oriented hmm. like uh spirits and things um yeah look it up online it's it what's the word for it like more paranormal paranormal uh like you know crystal skull was sci-fi um i really yeah, like to, love see, to see them do like a horror one and i think it like it was shelved because like lucas didn't like it and now lucas yeah, isn't involved yeah, involved but yeah maybe keppel has a good he definitely needs to fight nazis that's sweet <laughs> although well, he can't. I guess because... the uh, World War II is over by the time. Yeah, like... So they just did a 50s. So what's in the 60s? Hippies? Oh, Vietnam. he needs to fight hippies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. He goes to Woodstock. <laughs> he's just at colleges, like, fighting protesters. Oh, that'd be sweet because he's a professor. <laughs> so he has to fight the protesters. Of, uh... There's no archaeology. It's he's just like, like he's hey, in a... Hey, man, quit ruining all those <laughs> sacred sites. And he, like, whips them. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Cursed Hippies. <laughs> It's just him trying to get out of the out of the out of the college, like just <laughs> d- down the hall and into his car. Like, <laughs> sweet. I just want to go home. <laughs> Free love. <laughs> I have to save my family. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, it's three years out, but you know, I'll still see it. It'll be fun. Heck yeah. Um, Actually, it's sorry. It's, God damn it! <laughs> what is wrong with you today? I never thought about it in Crystal Skull, but like. Um, he, for his age, Mutt Williams should have been much, much older than he was in that movie. Like he's a teenager, and he a teenager he's in like fifty. Like so, Marion, ha- right? He, I, th- I thought he was like he was early twenties, maybe even early twenties. Like so, Indiana Jones is what pushing sixty, so late fifties. 
Dudes huh? can always have kids, bro. Huh? Dudes can always have kids. Because when we ejaculate... So in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's 40? <laughs> <laughs> like him and Marion are yeah. like four years old? Why not? Well, here's the thing is what Indiana... Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, temp- Last... Last Crusade? No. Raiders of Lost Ark. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? Raiders of the Lost Ark took place, what, in 39? 40? 38? 38. 38. So when does Crystal Skull take place? 50-something? 50, 50, yeah, 55. So yeah, so he's 18, 19, maybe 20? Sounds about right. So Indy in that is, I don't know, 50-something? Hmm. Okay, whatever. I can't do math right now. Yeah, quit thinking about it. Uh, the Little Prince was dumped oh, ceremoniously by Paramount. No, no, one more thing. A week before um, it was released, and Netflix just picked it up, so you you'll be able to see The Little Prince. And I saw the trailer; it looks pretty cute. I have no idea is what it this is. CG film? No, uh, it's a little animated movie. Nice. Based uh, on what? Uh, I don't know. You can watch a trailer online called okay. The Little Prince. They never really gave a uh, reason why they dumped it; they just did. Um, Kickboxer Vengeance with Jean-Claude Van Damme will be debuting on Video On Demand and uh, in select theaters later this year. So you can see it. They've released a couple pictures. <laughs> right on. I expected that. Um, they had a trailer, like, last year. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's been ready to come out for a while. I think yeah. they're probably just looking for a distributor. And RLJ is doing it, and they usually put out pretty cool Blu-rays. They do a lot of independent horror movies. Um, and the last thing I have is Tom Cruise is in the uh, pilot for Preacher. The uh, show that James says will never come out, and they just debuted the pilot at SXSW. Uh, South by Southwest. There you go. And um, that's what the cool people call it, Brad. No, um, no one says that. Yes, they do. People who don't know what South by Southwest is call it that. <laughs> Everybody calls it that. Um, but I was reading that he, uh, in it, Tom Cruise plays, represents the Church of Scientology, and then he explodes at the end of his like little like monologue. Oh, I was like, going to say, like... Literally explodes detonates himself something i don't know wait no his body like his body explodes like a bomb i don't know oh i thought you meant like he's just like he go, he gets really mad no like he literally <laughs> explodes into pieces oh so i don't know what i didn't read too much more because i didn't want to be spoiled but i'll watch the pilot to see tom cruise monologue about scientology then explode see i don't think he's part of it anymore i think that i think this is his way of getting out <laughs> was the preacher show was the preacher show the show that james says will never come out and debuted at sxsw gosh you know i really want to get out of this cult but i don't know the right way to do it explode well hey have you read preacher yet <laughs> Ooh, i got an idea guys <laughs> um i mean he took a break from jack reacher um never say die i don't even know. I forget the name of <laughs> that was just jack reacher too I, i'd see it first jack reacher is awesome warner's revenge it should be a verbal, like a verb thing, like Jack Reacher, the reach around, <laughs> <laughs> or Jack Grabber, or it's like the the Born series where there's like it's the Born supremacy, or identity. Then wait, Jack, fucking know. the Jack Grabber, the Jack Jackhammer, <laughs> the Jack. We are derailing. Here's what's coming out on Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Uh, the big one is Hunger Games, Mo- Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part Two. Uh, you can the also... Honest trailer finally did a Mockingjay Part Two one, mm-hmm. and I usually don't like like those things. I think they're really unnecessarily negative. Like they, they promote negativity, but uh, they covered all the points that James and I agreed on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it because I think the uh, Honest <laughs> trailers are stupid. Um, I'm going to make an Honest trailer about Honest trailers. 
Um, Daddy's Home, the Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, hundred million dollar grossing movie. <laughs> um, a Brighter Summer Day, Criterion is good coming out. Do you see a not this week, but uh, they're doing a Criterion of Doctor Strangelove? I did. I don't know if it's better than the one I have though. I have to look. It's Criterion. It is. It's gotta be. But mine is the. Uh, 40th anniversary yeah it has like the no it can't be 40th no, nice. 60th <laughs> it's like it has a book and everything and pictures and um, we'll see i'll compare and contrast um little house on the prairie season five on blu-ray um season eight yeah season eight on blu-ray there's eight of them on blu-ray on blu-ray i can't even get blu-ray. 24 on blu-ray yeah. <laughs> dude every time i go to i see that box at the store i'm just like just turn it into blu-rays <laughs> i know why are they still DVDs? Uh, it's because it's Fox and they suck. Um, Bandits, the uh, Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton movie is making its Blu-ray debut. Mm-hmm. Freaks and Geeks, a complete series on Blu-ray. Again. Um, but this is uh, like a collector's edition one, and I think it's made by Shout Factory, so it'll probably be pretty good. Um, Scream Factory is releasing Disturbing Behavior. Fear of the Walking Dead, special edition. Which, eh, whatever. That show's okay. Uh, City Lights Criterion is also coming out. Nice. Uh, that's Charlie Chaplin for not the the uh, young people. I'm just going to scroll here and see if there's anything cool at all. Um, nope. Nope. I'm still trying to decide what Star Wars Force uh, Awakens I want. Cyborg Cookers is coming out. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get the one at Target. The only bummer is I was reading that the extra content is, like, digital. Stupid. But the cover's cooler. Um, Best Buy has a steel book. It does, but it's Kylo Ren. Yeah. Why do they always have the villains? If it was Ray, I would go get it. Why can't it just be the poster? I mean, I mean it's probably on the back, like the, the other ones, but still. And that's it. Cool. They got a, a 20th anniversary Independence Day coming, not next week, but... Is it called the Welcome to Earth edition? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's all. It doesn't say Independence Day. It just says Welcome to Earth edition. No, Earth. Earth. <laughs> I love... Oh, James isn't here, so that's not as funny. James it's... gets really upset when I say that's what Will Smith says in that movie. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I just say it because James gets so upset about it, and he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> uh, this week, we watched Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Zach, should people stream Pee-wee's Big Holiday? Yes, I absolutely think you should. It's fantastic. Very cool. Brad, should you stream Pee-wee's Big Holiday? Meh. <laughs> you don't even know how to make Brad happy anymore in movies. <laughs> He's like, you better suck my dick while I'm watching it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think this movie is actually pretty funny. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really funny in a weird way. Uh, it's really, really Pee-wee-esque. Um, and uh, here's a trailer for Pee-wee's Big Holiday. <laughs> Morning! Hi, kids! <laughs> You're the sweetest boy in Fairville. Morning, Pee Wee! Morning, Pee Wee! Don't you ever wonder what life is like outside Fairville? Nope. You know I don't want to go anywhere or try anything new. Bye! <laughs> French toast is up. <laughs> cool. What can I get you? Milkshake, please. 
Flavor? Let's say chocolate. Three, two, one, chocolate. Wow. Thanks. You ever been in a fight? No. Broken a rule? No. You ever had two women fight over you? Uh, have I? No. <sighs> I think I know why you and I met. You're gonna leave Fairville. And you're gonna take a holiday. You got a choice to make. Stick around here. I live a little. Bingo! <laughs> My very first holiday is off to a perfect start! <laughs> the Jackers, where are you headed? Drive, pipsqueak. Come on, let me go. <laughs> where are we? The woods. New York City. Our village. A snake farm. <laughs> Coming with us. This your lucky day. <laughs> Where should I sit? By me. Like to say a few words, do we? Uh, encyclopedia. Pimple and uh, hairball. Amen. L-A-T-T, I-H-T-B-D. Look at the time. I have to be going. Was the trailer just like him, like just sounds of musical <laughs> music? <Whoa. and laughs> do they make a story trailer or is it just him Yeah, they had on the one balloons? with uh, the Joe men. Manginello. 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 They uh, they did one with a story with uh, Joe's um, interference in his life, and then him going out on the holiday. Okay, cool. Yeah, I put that one in. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, the movie is uh, Pee Wee is living in Fairville, and he has never left. So, I guess the other movies don't count. Yeah, I guess. I get, but not his it's a movie, weird record. I mean, I think it was like they well, can't... the big adventure and Big Top Pee Wee don't take place at the same time at all, or in the same universe. Right. So, I mean... But I'm guessing they didn't reference Adventure, maybe because they can't reference... Like, it's a Warner Brothers property, so... Maybe. I don't know. Or just, you know... The movie opens really odd. Like, yeah. he's, he's talking to some alien about <laughs> how he can never leave. And it's supposed to be some e. weird... E.T. parody. E.T. parody. And that joke really didn't land for me. Um, but I started getting into it when he woke up and he was, like, going through his house. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. This movie had a lot of recalls to that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that movie works so well. Uh, you know, when he gets in his car and that car is really small and he's driving through the town, I just thought it was really funny. Um, then he gets on the skateboard and picks up the old lady. Um, that's what I mean. It has a really weird sense of humor throughout it where it's almost um, a spoof, but it never takes itself seriously at all. Um, and uh, Joe Manginello, Manginello, Melangello, I think it's really. Fun. I didn't know that he was actually playing himself in it. Yeah. Um, I, when he shows up and he's like super cool, <laughs> he comes up. He's, he's like, let's just say chocolate. Three, two, one, chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> they, they say all these weird things. I don't know. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's just so weird. Favorite candy Skittles or Baby Ruth. I, like one uh, of those ones. Root beer barrels. All root the slow barrels. motion like dream sequences. And he, he speaks in Spanish. In Spanish yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's going on in this movie? There were funny parts in the movie. I just, As a whole, I was like, 
I, I know I had, I had lots of fun watching it. You know, it's you know when he slides the the shake to Joe, he's like he's like mmm. Mm. Oh my god, this is so good. It's so Definitely weird. in the top five. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or when he's pouting, because he's like, he wants Pee-wee at his party. Yeah, he he's just eating party. And Nicole shit Sullivan's up. like, are you sure you don't want to come downstairs? Like, we have people from other countries here. <laughs> no, Pee-wee's not there. He's all that matters. <laughs> he goes, oh, why won't he come to my party? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think something happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. That's what I mean. It's like in this weird world. Like, it's really subverse humor. Did you explain the whole plot yet, though? He goes on a trip. To I guess I didn't say that uh, he got invited to his party, his birthday party in New York City. And he said... And since Pee-wee has been living in Fairville yeah. his whole life and has no aspirations of leaving, uh, Manginello convinces him, like, <laughs> you should really check out the rest of the world, man. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, too, because Fairville is, like, 1950s. And you notice every town he went to is, like, a different era. You know, it was, like, 80s, 70s. Um, Early on, I thought, uh, like, the Fairville was... Like, we were like, oh, because he has that, um, the band, The Renegades. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is Pee Wee in high school because yeah. it's all 50s and stuff. And uh, then yeah. Manginello busts out that digital camera. I was like, oh, no, this is yeah. present time. You've never seen True Blood? <laughs> Magic Mike, you think, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. you know, the thing, too, is Paul Rubens totally sells it. For someone, it, he just embodies that character. Um, He's been able to make it work. Have you seen the live show, the, the oh, HBO, yeah. the yeah, recent great. one? Yeah, that's what frustrated me. Is like I've seen that show, uh, like it's it's dirty, right? Um, to a degree. I figured like if you're gonna do, like a re, uh, like a return to Pee Wee with Netflix, which can, Netflix they can do whatever they want. Um, I, I I was disappointed it wasn't more like that original stand up show. I don't know. I don't think you need it though. I think the tone of the movie didn't lend it to it. Um, it's just a really, like I said, it's just a goofy sense of humor, you know. Um, when um, like sometimes to... it's like it's really safe, but then there's like that um, underwear pillow fight. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like like there's I I saw it at the theater and you know there's like four th- three or four year old kids like I I can't imagine being the parents trying to explain some of these jokes yeah. and then there's like the farmer's daughter thing. See, that was really funny to me. <laughs> Well, initially, like, the main joke is, uh, you know, don't fuck my daughters, yeah. like, but they do a safe version of it. But I live, too, where he's like, uh, you know, they're on that huge swing and all his nine daughters are there. He's like, and Pee-wee, one more thing. Don't touch Stay my daughters. Stay away from my daughters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's sleeping and he keeps on going to the door because they offer him. Oh, man. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. She's all like, got dinner ready on yeah. like the roof. <laughs> It's just so bizarre. Actually, the part that me and Laura laughed at the most is uh, when he's at the Amish place. And he's like, can he do anything? And he blows up that balloon and he slowly <laughs> lets out the air to make noises. And it goes on and on. It's one long, like, just five-minute take. take. <laughs> me and Laura could not stop laughing because it's just so My stupid. audience is cracking up at the movie, so don't get me wrong. Yeah, no. Like, it's, people are enjoying it. It's just a weird movie. And it just, I don't know, if it's Pee-wee's, like, whole... <laughs> My, my favorite bit was like spoiler alert at one point he falls down a well 
And it's two things. One is is that they said a boy trapped in a well. <laughs> then the other one was he's in the well and he's lighting matches and he's like, I hope I don't go delirious. Oh wait, too late. And then he lights another match and it's Abraham Lincoln telling him to eat his vegetables. <laughs> himself is the devil. <laughs> you will eat your vegetables. I am the president. <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, there's just parts in it. I mean, it's really funny. I I laughed all the throughout the whole movie. It's just goofy. What did uh? Manchinelle, he built uh, a tiny, a tiny town. For... No, yeah, his whole town, but it was like based on his imagination. Yeah, like, like he has a mountain of glitter. Yeah, or something. glitter, and there's glitter mountain. There's sprites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Root beer barrels. Yeah, he has a. Oh, how cool was the gag when he first comes to Fairville and he like Fonzie's like hits the jukebox machine yeah. and it plays one song and then he hits it again and it plays an even like harder edged cooler song and then he hits it one more time and it merges both songs together yeah, so <laughs> and he goes nice yeah, triple, cool. triple cool triple cool <laughs> cool like, even the whole renegades thing like, doesn't make any sense why is that in there I'm going to night trim. school at night <laughs> What about the every time he kept mentioning the renegades, and then he takes the photo and just starts setting it on fire twice? <laughs> yeah, I, it's just it's weird. The um, he <laughs> goes to the snake farm, it's baby rattlers, and it's just rattle, rattles and water moccasins are moccasins in water. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> and there's an actual giant cobra, <laughs> yeah, it's a giant cobra, and then that that shriek that he gives that just lasts yeah. and it calls it back at one point yeah, i mean basically it's just a like a sketch movie where he goes i mean it's a lot like Wee's big adventure he just goes from like little zany things to the yeah next. they're all super random like he's on a uh bust the hairstylists and they're <laughs> it was pretty cool when they turned around and they're like their hair formed the united states of america <laughs> um, um and then notice that the captain Catherine hepburn uh, aviation lady. <laughs> yeah, it was was the woman from the Simone. first movie. Yeah, Simone. Oh, what? Who was in, oh, what? in Big Adventure? Who was there? Was a, a character called Connie, right? And that's who the um, the car is named after. I, sw- I don't remember. I have to watch it again. I thought I know Connie that... was the girl that he. Um, uh, no, that's tells Dottie. Mom, oh, Dottie. Yeah. Dottie. Yeah. Beijing, Mister Herman. <laughs> Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. Yeah, then he just stumbles onto like a a mountain man in the woods. Yeah, he's trying to do like raps in his cave. Yeah, what was he saying? Um, I'm my own man, Daddy. Yeah. Why didn't you love me, Daddy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he runs away. And then there's like the three, the three uh, thieving women. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, there, I was like, is this like, because it's a road trip movie. Yeah. It's like, is this Jan's home? I'll strike back. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just bizarre. Like, the whole movie's bizarre, but for me, it totally worked. I, I had so much fun watching it, and I, because I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's my favorite Tim Burton movie. Um, and uh, Big Top Pee Wee's okay, but th- this movie just recaptured who Pee Wee was for me, where I think Big, Ad- uh, Big Top was kind of just being silly. Um, this one felt like a Pee Wee movie. Um, because even when he has that girl who has a crush on him, oh, the the hammerhead shark, the uh, scuba cop, <laughs> he's reading, he's like, oh, the hammerhead shark stole jewels, and now the scuba cop's on the job. I want that book. Um, and he keeps on using, um, like, abbreviations for everything he's saying to that girl. Yeah. <laughs> 
he has this one look that uh, I wish I remember what it was in reference to. He's like, ah, probably not. <laughs> oh, yeah, she invites him to like their book club or something. Yeah, their book club. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, next week we're seeing Batman Superman. Um, J- James will maybe be here, I think. Brad won't be. Brad's busy. We'll see. Depends we'll on when you guys record. I'm definitely seeing it Thursday night. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to see it Thursday night. I, was, I think Laura does not work, so I think I'm going to see it. Yeah. I'm going at 6 o'clock. Um, is there still seats? There, was seat, there were seats the last time I checked, but mm-hmm. they make, I don't know. Okay, yeah, if I, if, I'll check with Laura and see if she's, if she's not working, then I'll definitely go. You should just get those glasses. I know. They I got my awesome. Civil War tickets, too. Did you? So I could get those glasses. Fuck. I know, I, <laughs> I, I got to see how my job thing's going to go before I can commit to time to see that. I mean, I want to see that movie so bad. I just want to see, I mean, I know Spider-Man's in it, and I am I was like geeked out for Spider-Man, but that scene in the trailer where him and Tony are, uh, Tony and uh, Steve are just talking in a conference room, I'm like, oh my God, I want to see this movie. I don't even need to see him fight. They could just be in a room all night talking about their ideological differences, and I'd be down. Yeah, it's like, I think you're still scrubbing jizz off your TV. Yep. Because that Spider-Man was pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, how cool is it? He, like, Captain America is trying to get like the webbing off of him. And, and you see Spider-Man flip over him. And, and he says, hey, everybody. Re- remember that part? Do, I, do you remember? I do. And I remember. I saw. I finally saw what Spider-Man insignia is going to be. That yeah. It's, pretty cool. it's a Ditko program. one. It's yep. an old one. By the way, I'm suspicious that uh, they're going to kill Captain America. You think at, so? At the end of that movie. They might. As a catalyst for... To get them back together to fight an Infinity War. Yeah. Because that's the next team-up movie. After, yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he does... Well, in the comics, he technically dies at the end of Civil War. In the comics, they both realize that um, it's stupid what they're doing, and they kind of stop. And then in the Captain yeah. America, the next month, he gets shot. I know the Spoilers. dark is like, you know, dozens of issues. But is that something you think would only, only need to be in one movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, because... The the major part of the first four chapters of that was Spider-Man revealing his identity, which I don't think he'll do in this movie. He might, but I think I think he's really just going to have an extended cameo in that one scene. Um, I think there's going to be a scene of Tony recruiting him, and then he's going to show up in that fight, and I don't think he's going to come back. I think he's kind of just, I'm going to say like 10 minutes in the movie, and I'm fine with that, because then it just sets up, you know. Spider-Man next year. Oh, God, it's coming out next year. <laughs> Spider-Sense definitely tingling. <laughs> so thanks for listening. I'm really excited to see Batman Superman. I hope it turns out well. Yeah. Batfleck. Um, uh, there is some... I, I do like uh, Batfleck's voice. I like that it's just altered electronically. I think yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Batfleck's voice normally isn't threatening at all. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like somebody's shit in his Cheerios. <laughs> Bong. Bong. That's funny. Come on in. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yep. It's super late, so yep. the excitement isn't there, but trust yep. me. We love everybody. I love my wife. She's wearing a bunch of green like a leprechaun. <laughs> Don't try to steal me, pot of gold. But seriously, next week. Yeah, next week. Zoom, I'm, I'm really excited awesome. for that. Yep. We'll try to do some kind of spectacular something. Yep. We'll figure something out like we always do for really big movies. Till next week. Bye. Bye.
Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6-NERDS-5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.